This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. Today is a solo episode kind of day. I have not done a solo episode in quite some time. It's honestly been months since I've done a solo episode. I think it's been, not even kidding, like April, March, maybe? I feel like it's been before quarantine since I've done a solo episode. It's been a very, very long time. Honestly, maybe even a year. Anyways, you guys really do like them though. You guys have always asked me to do a few more solo episodes to um, expand on a topic. And so if you guys do enjoy these, please let me know. Um, But I always like to have guests on because I feel like I can kind of talk about anything on my own channel, but I do think that this is a good way to like expand on certain topics and just honestly sit down and talk to you because my podcast audience and my YouTube audience and my Instagram audience, they all differ slightly. So I feel like I need to give way more love and attention to the podcast one and actually sit down and talk to you and update you because not everyone on here watches my YouTube channel or not everyone on here follows me on Instagram. So you guys might not um, keep up as much. So I do want to still sit down and chat with you and just have a conversation and I'm really excited to be doing this. I am going to be talking today about how I've been doing, how I have adjusted to living at home, how I stay motivated, all of those topics I really want to talk about because I know that I'm not alone in this situation. I feel like it's easy to think that you're the only one at your age that moved back home with your parents or you're the only one who feels unmotivated or you're the only one that doesn't know kind of where your life is headed and I'm here to say that that is not true. You are not the only one and there are so many other people in your position but I hope that this podcast just lets you feel less alone and also I hope that it resonates with you a little bit more so that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode but thank you so much for all the kind reviews that you guys have left I've gotten so many more reviews lately and I did want to thank you so be sure to give this five stars if you guys are enjoying this topic if you guys are enjoying my podcast and then also follow us on Instagram because we're doing um, way more value on there we're providing way more value on the Instagram so you don't want to miss out on that I'm also asking like questions getting your feedback Uh, if you want to participate in the next like podcast if you want um, to give me more ideas for a solo episode you'll definitely be able to do that on the podcast instagram so definitely follow us on there but i'm just gonna jump into the podcast episode and just to talk to you guys So I have been getting a lot of questions about how I've been doing, how I have adjusted to living at home, and how I stay motivated, and it's just really interesting that so many people turn to ask me this because I sometimes feel like I am the one who needs to be asking other people. I feel like by being a YouTuber and putting my life on the internet, it's automatically assumed that I have my life together or that other YouTubers have their life together, but trust me. I definitely do not. I feel like it's just really easy to forget about others when you truly are just watching a highlight reel of someone's life. Like, I feel like you can recognize like, oh yeah, they're like normal people or they're, you know, just like me. But then 
but they're not showing their struggles online. They're not showing themselves crying. They're not showing their breakdowns and I have those. So it's easy to feel alone, but I always want to keep in mind that what you are watching on YouTube and on Instagram especially is a highlight reel of someone's life. So true to the real, real name of the podcast, I'm going to let you know how I'm really doing and give you any tips that have helped me along the way. And I hope that this episode resonates with anyone listening. So let's start with how I've been doing. I've honestly been doing fine. I have been doing pretty good considering the way the world is right now. And I sometimes feel selfish if I complain or have a negative outlook because I really do know how blessed I am and how good I have it. Does anyone else feel that way that when you're complaining, you just feel automatically guilty? Like you can complain to yourself and in your mind, but the second that you voice those complaints, you feel so selfish. Like you hear something that is telling you that there are others that have it way worse than you, so you should be grateful. And I definitely hear that. And I hear that all the time. I feel like it's hard for us to voice any negative thoughts because we're in this like toxic positivity culture where it's like you have to be positive all all the time. You have to only look at the good in life. You have to only be grateful for everything that you have. And while, trust me, I'm very big on gratitude. I'm very big on giving thanks. I'm very big at recognizing your privilege. All of that, I think, is very important to understand. But also, we can't fall into the toxic positivity culture where you are no longer allowed to have negative thoughts because negative thoughts are bad and only good vibes and all of that. You know, like you're allowed to complain. You're allowed to feel i feel like it's just you're allowed to feel you're allowed to grieve you're allowed to feel and i feel like with the toxic positivity culture i feel like it's hard to do that and then also with even the internet when people are constantly telling you that you shouldn't be complaining because you have it good you feel instantly guilty if you do complain does anyone else know what i'm saying i mean and this is not just because i'm a youtuber this is just life in general i feel like Honestly, if you are, if you have a job right now, people will tell you that you have no reason to complain because you didn't get laid off. Um, If you have, uh, if you're living with your parents, but you're unemployed, you have no reason to complain because you're living with your parents. If you are unemployed and in debt, it's like, oh, well, you at least got a college degree. You know, like it's, there's so many things that people will like to kind of shove like, oh, well, you don't have a right to complain because someone else has it worse than you. And Someone else will always have it worse than you. So I'm trying to kind of decipher the fine line between when is it right to not be positive all the time, but also recognizing my privilege, recognizing how grateful um, I am and how much how much gratitude I need to give, you know? So this is me rambling. I have like a script kind of that I'm reading off of this episode um, just to organize my thoughts, but this was just a random thought that just came to mind. And I just want to know if anyone else resonates with that because it's definitely something that I've been dealing with a lot this year. And even now I want to say like, oh, that's like the best thing to be dealing with. Like I'm not, you know, like, oh, if that's what I'm dealing with, then that's not that bad. So I have to keep like, reminding myself that I don't need to justify everything but I can still also be grateful I don't I don't know guys just I just I just need someone to kind of validate these feelings and I wish I was like on an alive or something so you guys could let me know that you feel the same way but those have just been my thoughts as of now so other than that and overall I really have been good like honestly I have been good and it's really strange because 
every year I look forward to plans in the future and the trips I'm going on and the goals that I can't wait to reach but this year is so different especially as we come around to the new year and to the end of the year um, I'm being forced to live in the moment when I usually don't and not think about what is ahead of next week like I don't know about you but I have stopped planning anything we are forced to be still and be present so while i am still making goals and new year's resolutions because those are some of my absolute favorite things i'm being forced to live in the moment and not look too far ahead so let me know if you want to see a podcast episode of all my new year's resolutions and how i plan on achieving them but this year's definitely look a little different usually i'm like oh i'm gonna travel to this place and this place or my goal is to you know like see more people and get out of my comfort zone and do more things and all of this stuff and it's like we are forced to really just be still and to be in the moment and i feel like sometimes that's such a good thing because i have grown so much this past year i have learned so much more about myself than i ever have in previous years like i don't know about you but from march to now i feel like five years has gone by like i feel like i've just grown so much as a person i feel like i've been challenged in a lot of ways i feel like my thoughts have been challenged i feel like i have just been way more open to new perspectives and my mind has been opened a lot more and I I don't know if you feel the same way but I do feel like when these short few months a whole like decade has passed almost like it just feels like I've grown so much and I always mention growing so much from like high school to college and like college to like post-grad and like I feel like 2020 is one of those other like segments it's like from the beginning of 2020 to the end of 2020 I feel like I've just grown a lot and in a good way i really do think it has been positive growth and positive change and i'm very grateful for that and i'm grateful for the time that i have been able to spend just with myself we're forced to kind of face ourselves and we're forced to um, sit down and think about who we are and if we're happy with it and i feel like before it was easy to distract ourselves it was easy to distract ourselves on the way to work or with friends or getting drunk at a bar or going out on the weekends or traveling city to city or country to country even and now we don't have that we don't have that opportunity anymore we are forced to sit and just think and sit with ourselves and people will use that um, people will use distractions to kind of distract themselves from that you know people's social media usage is probably way up people are watching more netflix people are um doing you know trying to distract themselves in any way possible but i've really tried to take this time in quarantine to really sit still with myself i began meditating a little bit I definitely don't do it often and I need to get better at it, but I did download the Calm app and I really love it. And then also I've been journaling way more. I used to only journal when I was feeling sad or only journal when something bad happened to me and it literally became a negativity journal. Like it literally was me just complaining, me just venting. Like whenever I needed to vent, I was like, grab my journal and vent. And while I don't get me wrong, I do still do that. I will vent in my journal. I make sure that that's not all I do. You know, like I want to make sure that I am also expressing gratitude. So I've kind of labeled it also a gratitude journal where every day, even if I don't have something I want to write out, I will write down three things that I'm grateful for. So I try to do that every morning, just write down three things I'm grateful for. And it's actually crazy at how sometimes I have to really think about it where three things is not that much, you know, like if I, if you told me what, write down three things that you're not happy about, I feel like I could come up with them quicker than being grateful. And like, usually it's the cliche, like my family, my friends, my house, but I tried to get very specific with it. 
I try to get very specific with what I'm grateful for. So one day if I had like a really hard workout, I'll be like, honestly, I'm so grateful for the strength of my legs. Like that is something I'm grateful for because there are people that don't have that. You know, there there are people that are not capable of getting out of bed in the morning they need help with that you know we're like if i like just made a good thanksgiving dinner i'm like honestly i'm thankful that i was able to go to the grocery store to pick out this food and to sit and cook and share a meal with people you know instead of cooking for myself like i try to get very specific when i'm writing down what i'm grateful for because i feel like it's just helps me um instead of the same cliche friends family and then shelter you know it's like anyone can say that they're grateful for that but what's so specific in your life and i feel like it really makes you analyze your own life so i highly encourage anyone doing that to have a gratitude journal and to write down what makes them feel um you know what makes you grateful like what are you or not what makes you feel grateful what are you grateful for that's what i should say what are you grateful for and even though the world is definitely um negative and it might seem like there's it's hard to be grateful it's definitely something that i encourage everyone to do because it just makes you start your day off on such a more positive note and then you can journal vent away but also journal the good things too you know whenever i'm journaling i kind of treat it as if i'm praying and whenever i pray i try to first write what i am grateful for again like i keep saying that but i do try to pray first with gratitude because i feel like when i do pray i don't just want to pray about i want this 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 and this you know or like i'm so upset about this or god why would you do that like i really try praying with a very grateful heart and so i've kind of treated my journal as that where i always start with gratitude and then i can go in and just talk you know just vent as if i'm talking to a friend but that's been something that has been really helpful for me this year and i feel like it's made me grow a lot because it's forced me to think about myself and it's forced me to think about who i am and what i want and what i'm doing in life and it's sometimes really scary but i think it's very very necessary so if you guys don't have a journal already i would honestly buy one exclusively for this like don't use a journal that you've already been using for other stuff if you want to get serious about it buy a whole blank new journal and start having this be your journal where you express gratitude and where you vent because it's definitely something that um i've been doing and also the way that i journal like i said is the in the way of a prayer So I think it's really cool to look back and see like what you were praying for and see how God has fulfilled those promises or has seen how God has answered those prayers um, and seen just what you were praying for earlier, you know? So I think that it's just, it's really cool. Like it's just a really, really cool experience. I'm literally getting like chills talking about it, but I definitely think that it's something that um, if you are interested in, everyone should do. Like I highly recommend it. I think journaling is something that no matter who you are, young, old, girl guy whatever like you should be journaling life doesn't happen bi-weekly so why should payday the money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with earnin earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work not just waiting for payday with earnin you can access up to a hundred dollars per day or up to 750 dollars per pay period just download the earnin app and verify your paycheck then access up to a hundred dollars a day as you work and leave an optional tip any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck so think about it the next time you're planning a special night out you need a last minute gift for a loved one or you face an unexpected expense like maybe a trip to the vet 
Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Heirs tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 400 50 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to theouai.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's theouai.com, promo code RealReal. So that's just um, something that has helped me and how I have grown so much this year, um, truly because of that. And that's been one way that I've just been coping with the madness of 2020. Um, And as for living at home, it's definitely something I didn't think would ever happen again. And I remember packing up and moving to New York City and telling my parents that this would be the last time I would ever live at home because I was living at home for about a month before moving to New York. And I couldn't think of another time that I would be moving back home with my parents. So I had packed up my entire life and started a new beginning in New York City and then COVID obviously happened and I actually still didn't think that I was going to be moving back home despite the pandemic uprooting all of our lives and shutting the world down. I had negotiated my apartment rent if you guys didn't know if you guys don't keep up with me on YouTube or maybe you didn't watch that video but I had actually negotiated my apartment rent 
and re-signed my lease with my roommate, which was supposed to start September 1st. So we re-signed our lease. We negotiated our rent um, pretty low, but then she got an opportunity to go overseas and I was left with the decision to stay in New York or to go back home. So we ended up being able, thankfully, to get out of our lease because it technically didn't start even though we had signed it. Um, And they let us very thankfully um, get out of our lease. So we didn't have like to find a subletter or find someone to sublet. Um, But I was left with that decision of, okay, do I go and find a one bedroom or studio or do I move my entire life back to North Carolina and leave New York? So there I was again, 24 years old, living with my parents. And it's funny because I remember I had the exact same feeling when I graduated college. I remember packing up my life at 18 or not when I graduated college. I remember I had the exact same feeling when I graduated high school. So I remember packing up my life at 18 and thinking I am never going to live full time at home again. I was like only summers like and some summers I'll have an internship. I was like, I'm just like never going to live at home again. This is the last time. And then flash forward to four years later, and I was back in Charlotte under my parents' roof, but this time with a full-time job. So I had graduated college in 2018, and I actually got a full-time job with Accenture um, in Charlotte. And in the beginning, I was living at home for a few months. So I lived in LA the summer after college um, ended. So after I graduated, I lived in LA for two months, two to three months. And then I moved back home to Charlotte for another few months while I was um, working at Accenture and I did not want to do that. I remember when I even got the job at Accenture, I really didn't want to live in Charlotte. I had told them that New York city was my first choice. And then they said that they were only hiring for the Southeast region, which stopped at DC. That was the furthest North it went. So then I said, DC was my first choice. So DC was what they were hiring for. And I literally said, DC is my first choice of office. Like I don't want to live in Charlotte. Like I did not want to live at home. I just had this stigma of like, ugh, I can't move back home. Like I'm an adult, like that's embarrassing. And so, and I remember I was just like, I want to be out. Like I want to be away from my family. I want to be away and I want to be independent. And so even though I had literally no connection to Washington DC, I was like, yep, that's, that's where I'll be Washington DC. I'm like, it's nice, whatever. Even though I knew I didn't want to live there and I wanted New York city so badly. Um, but I just didn't want North Carolina. Like I, I was like, I've lived here for so long. I don't want to be here. And then they put me in Charlotte and I was like, what? Like this was not my first choice. It wasn't my second choice, but they did put me in Charlotte. And then, uh, I ended up being one of the best decisions because not even a year later, I ended up quitting my job and moving to New York city. So saving that money, living at home for a few months and then not being stuck in a one-year lease, um, it being in like a city like dc you know really did help me out in the long run for moving to new york so i think that this is something that i wish i would have journaled back then like i wish i would have had a journal back when i was 18 years old and back when i was 22 and looking for jobs because i would have written down like god please put me in a city like please like i don't want to be at home anymore and i could have looked back and been like why did you do that god like you know that i don't want that you know that i don't want to be back home Um, but then it ended up working out and I think it's ended up working out so much better than I would have ever thought. Like at first when, um, my roommate actually decided to kind of break our lease and we weren't going to resign in New York this past few, like a few months ago, I was really upset. I'm not going to lie. I was like, this sucks. I really thought we were going to live together. We had already resigned. I thought it would be such a headache to break the lease. I was like, oh my gosh, are we going to have to find a subletter? Am I going to lose a ton of money in this? You know? So like, 
it was it was a really hard decision and I was really upset and then now I look back and I'm like that could have that was honestly the best decision that we could have made like honestly we should have never re-signed in the first place but the fact that we are not living there right now is one of the best decisions I could have made because I am just saving so much money I've grown so much living at home which is something I didn't expect and it worked out so much better in the long run like now I'm literally buying a house you know and I would not have been able to do that if I was still paying $2,400 a month or we got it down to like me paying two thousand, but two thousand dollars a month in rent in New York. Like I just wouldn't have been able to do that, and so it just worked out for the best. And it's one of those things where you look back and like you think that you can have you can you think that you can figure like your life out. You know, you're like, okay, this is what I need to do. I have all of these steps X Y Z. This is how I'm gonna um, get to my dream. And then God comes in and he's like, mm, no that's not how it's gonna be and at first it might seem like oh my gosh my plan is all thrown off but no matter I mean like you will get to where you are supposed to be and I feel like that's something that I've really learned this year is to just let go and be like whatever happens happens because I know it'll work out you know like I feel like things work out the way that they are supposed to work out even if it's not in your plan so that was also a side note and kind of a tangent, but it's just something that whenever we're upset about something, whenever a plan doesn't go our way, it's really funny to see and look back in the future and be like, oh, nope, that that worked out the exact way it was supposed to. So for example, me not getting the job in DC and me not um, re-signing the lease or not like living there for this next lease coming up, like all of that was stuff that I was so upset about in the moment. And now I'm like, wow, thank God. Like that was amazing. So I know that some of you probably have moments like that too. And I love to talk about them. So be sure to DM me. We can talk, we can chat. Um, But I think that yeah, that, that to me was just like a moment where I was like, all right, I just need to let go because clearly I don't know what's best. You know, like I can try to do things my way, but doesn't mean that it's the best way. I think it's just best to not plan your life because it rarely ever works out the way that you want it to. And when I made the decision to move back home, I was really anxious and discouraged. I don't know why it's frowned upon to move back in with your parents, but I had believed that stigma and believed that I was going backwards, which is really interesting because in other cultures, you don't move out until you get married pretty much. I know all of my cousins in Honduras have stayed at home until they got married. My, I have cousins that are still staying at home. Um, I don't know how it is in like Europe, for example, but going to college is not like, uh, oh, you go off to college for four years and you're living in a dorm and you're living like the college experience. Like it's very much, you're doing it to work and to get a degree and to get a job and to get an education, but you're typically living at home the entire time. So that's like, in like especially with my mom growing up she always was like no you guys are gonna live at home until you're married like you guys don't need to go off to college like at first my mom didn't want me to go to um a like college far away like she wanted me to go to unc charlotte she was literally telling me that she wouldn't let me apply to schools that were like that i couldn't commute to and then i finally convinced her but like just in her culture it wasn't normal she was like 18 is way too young for you to leave the house and so it was definitely took some convincing but now i'm glad that i was able to because my older sister went to unc charlotte and she commuted so i didn't have like an older sibling that kind of paved the way like i was the one that kind of paved the way for my younger siblings with that um but you know it's so it's it's interesting like i feel like in in the united states it's very easy to be like oh my god i'm 18 i can't live at home but in other places around the world that's so normal so 
Anyways, I had believed that it was frowned upon to move back in with your parents and believed the stigma that I was going backwards. And also, I didn't want to leave the city that I had loved for so long only one year after moving there. I truly felt like I had failed. I truly did feel like a failure. Like, I didn't love New York enough if I left again. You know, like, I felt like I had failed New York. It was really hard for me to come to terms with not only leaving the city, but moving back home with my parents. And whenever I would think about it in that way, the voice inside my head that told me to stop complaining and be grateful would come back. I was able to move in with my two parents. They were able to provide me with food and shelter. They were taking me in with open arms, living rent-free, getting to live in their beautiful new home, and I realized that there was nothing to complain about. This is not me going backwards. This is not me failing. This is honestly being an adult. Rather than staying in a city during a pandemic by myself, I was choosing to save money and be smart about my finances by moving home temporarily. I realized it was actually very adult of me actually to admit that that was the smart choice and not the one that I had wanted and that was okay. You know, I think that that's when you become an adult is when you start making choices that are going to benefit your future and are just smarter rather than just based off of feelings, you know, like if it was up to me, just my feelings, I would have stayed in New York. I love New York, but I was thinking logically and I was thinking with my head and I was like, you know what, as much as I love New York, it really will always be there. And also I have the opportunity right now while the world is kind of on pause to live at home, which what am I doing at home that I wouldn't be doing in New York, you know, like rather than paying to stay in my apartment, I could now live rent free with my parents because I had the opportunity, save money, buy a house, invest my money, invest in my future. Like that was the smart choice. But if I had based it off of feelings, like I just love New York, I would have stayed there and wasted a lot of money if I'm being honest. So I think it was a very adult of me to admit that the smart choice was not the one that I had wanted and that was okay. So as of now, I have officially been home for three months and it has flown by. I still feel like I'm going back to my apartment or headed back to another city soon, but this is it. This is this is my home and I do still have plans on going back to New York City um, but I'm not planning on when so I've gotten so many like so many questions about that when I'm planning on moving back and I do plan on moving back but kind of like the theme of this episode is there's absolutely no point in planning for it so I am not planning on when to move back it's just when the opportunity comes I know that God will open the door and in the meantime I'm choosing to be present and content with where I am now so I have really really enjoyed living at home too which it has been honestly surprising for me I don't know if you guys watched my videos but I was not looking forward to it and some days are definitely better than others but overall I really have been enjoying it and something else that I wanted to talk about in this podcast was disagreements and I don't think a lot of people talk about butting heads with family members or getting into disagreements with family and especially parents so growing up you tend to be really similar to your parents and you share similar opinions as them and as you grow older and tend to develop your own moral code and your own set of opinions things can shift and you become your own person and sometimes that can cause fights it can cause yelling in the house it can cause discomfort and awkwardness within your own family and as an adult living at home it is very uncomfortable and it's an uncomfortable line to draw because you're an adult and you can think and do whatever you want but you're also living at home underneath your parents rules and they still view you as their child so i tend to be an open book but when it comes to family i definitely close off and i don't share that much and this is definitely done on purpose and it is very intentional i want to value their privacy but i also want to guard my own 
It isn't really comfortable or easy to talk about the fights that happen over dinner with your parents or arguments you had the other night while watching the news. These things are not going to be in the highlight reel. So many people assume that they don't happen if you don't share them or they think that every family is like a 90s sitcom. A few arguments here and there, lots of laughter in between, and then a sweet group hug with the rolling credits. And that isn't how family dynamics usually are. So although I still choose to keep certain relationships in my life private, I hope that it allows people to feel less alone when they are in that uncomfortable fight or disagreement or when they're not getting along with people at home. It can definitely feel isolating, but you really are never alone in what you're going through. And I've gotten so many DMs like this, like, hey, Natalie, I like got in this huge fight with my parents and I don't know what to do. I hate living at home or like I hate living at home because all I do is like fight or all we do is yell at each other. And to me, I feel like that's something I never see online because it makes you feel so isolated, you know? Like, you you see all these families, like, making cute TikToks together, like, having family YouTube channels, and then you might not experience that in your own home life, and it can feel incredibly isolating. And so, just know that just because people aren't sharing it doesn't mean that people aren't going through it. So, um, as for what I do and any tips that I could give you and how I've adjusted... I have one word for you and that word is boundaries. (laughs) Boundaries are a wonderful thing. You should set them up with everything. I set up boundaries when I'm working. I set up boundaries and my relationships, including all of my relationships. And what my boundaries look like at home is creating a morning routine, which is my own. So my family knows that I love waking up early, making coffee, working out, spending quiet time in my room. They aren't constantly barging in or interrupting that time of mine. And I am very, very grateful for that. I also have an office set up in my room, so rather than working in the common spaces where everyone else might be, I can just work in my room alone, and a lot of nights I actually cook dinner for everyone or just myself if people aren't home so that I have that sense of independence. I feel like if every night I relied on food to be prepared for me, it would be easy to fall back into that childlike mindset and also ease any tensions that may arise while living at home. So those are just a few things that I have done to maintain my independence and ease any tensions that may arise while living at home. Um, So setting up those personal boundaries have just really helped me adjust to living back at home, and I hope that they can help any of you listening in the same position. And speaking of routines, my routine has been my absolute favorite part of the day. My routines are a sacred thing to me. If I wake up very late and throw off my routine, my whole entire day feels off. So having habits that I do every day have made me so much more of a productive person. I feel like I can take on my day when I have created my morning routine or when I have my morning routine in place. So having that has helped me stay motivated. I actually created boundaries within my workspace as well. So I begin work now around 9 or 9.30 every morning. I shut off the computer around 5 or 6. I don't work past a certain time or at least I try not to as I record this episode the Sunday before it goes up (laughs) and I don't begin work whenever I feel like having a set time makes me feel like I'm working a more traditional nine to five and honestly it just makes me more productive and I have trained my brain to be a more motivated person during those times so it's amazing what good habits can lead to starting simple good habits throughout your day can really increase your productivity and your motivation and currently you can take a wild guess on the book I'm reading I'm reading Atomic Habits, which I will link in the show notes, but it's an incredibly, incredibly important take on the importance of our habits, and I recommend this to anyone. I was really hesitant on reading this book because I was like, I have my habits in check. I love my morning routine. I don't need to read this. It has just opened my mind, and it has just 
made me think about habits in such a different way and ways I can implement habits in anything of my life and I feel like it's just so relevant for the times that we're living in today so I highly recommend the book I'll have it linked in the show notes but I really just needed to sit down and kind of let this all out with you I needed to have this chat so I really hope that you did enjoy this it wasn't that structured I just kind of talked and rambled and I just appreciate you so much for listening so if you've made it to this long in the episode thank you so much be sure again to give it five stars on iTunes it just helps out my podcast and it helps me know that you're liking it because the numbers might be there but I would love to just know that you guys are enjoying what you're listening to so please 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 just give it five stars on iTunes if you guys have been enjoying it but thank you again and thank you for listening just thank you for being here I'm incredibly grateful for you as cheesy as that sounds I really really am um the fact that you spent 33 or 30 minutes however long this episode is with me here just talking um just means a lot and I really appreciate all of you and um I hope that you guys do subscribe to the podcast and you guys can let me know what else you guys want to hear but I thought that this episode was something that we all could use in 2020 and and it did take long to record it but I'm glad that I did so I love you guys and I will see you guys next week with another episode of the real real podcast My name is Lovan Rumpf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here, and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.